Hey, my name is Chelsea and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching to learn more. Okay, let's get to this week's episode. So today I want to start off by talking about procrastination. And it's a pretty heavy topic and it's a pretty loaded word because it can mean so many different things and people make it mean so many different things. It can mean you're lazy or unmotivated or don't know what you're doing. And I think what often happens is that people misconstrue procrastinating and start identifying as a procrastinator. And so I want to just set the record straight that procrastination is not a bad word. There are different kinds of procrastination, which we'll talk about later in this episode. And there are lots of different ways that you can overcome procrastination. But what's really important is to really get to the root of why you're procrastinating. I always say that procrastination is not a bad word and it happens to everybody. The definition of procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. And again, this can mean have different levels at different times and with different tasks. The reason that it's not necessarily a bad thing is because some people do need a deadline or to feel a little bit of pressure in order to have that creative spark and that rush of of adrenaline that sparks their original thinking and new ideas and focus. I started working with clients more one-on-one when I was a tutor and specifically with high school students. And there is no one who can procrastinate better than a teenage boy. And I think that for them, they need that looming deadline, that, that little bit of stress that comes from a deadline in order to focus, especially with all of the distractions that they have in their life. So really the trick about managing procrastination is to identify why you are procrastinating on a certain task and match it with a reasonable solution to help you find a way that's going to not have you rely on your own motivation, but really find a strategic way to overcome procrastination and get that work done. So there are six reasons that I talk about that people procrastinate. I'm going to walk you through them and then I'll walk you through eight ways to overcome the procrastination. So I always like to remind people that there are more ways to overcome procrastination than there are reasons to procrastinate. But obviously there's a lot of nuance here. There's a lot of different ways that this can play out for different people. So start to think about where these reasons show up in your own life and what what tactics or or ways to overcome them will fit best for you. So the first reason people procrastinate is because they have abstract goals. They don't exactly know what they're working on. So this could be, I want to start a business, but you have no idea exactly what that's going to look like. You haven't thought through what product or service you're going to offer. You just feel this inspiration to start a business but you don't exactly know what it's going to look like. And so you can continue to put off or procrastinate starting that business. The second reason is indecisiveness. 
And I think this gets a lot of people in that kind of analysis paralysis, especially when it comes to things like choosing a new tool or resource, um, deciding whether to hire someone or bring someone on. You can get really stuck in that indecision and research for the sake of making the best choice when the reality is you're probably just procrastinating on taking the next step, right? Committing to that tool or a resource or committing to hiring that person, right? You're just putting it off in the sake of research and trying to make the best decision when really the best decision is a decision. Fear of failure is number three. This is also pretty common, especially in the entrepreneurial space. It's a big risk to fail, right? You, you lose potentially time, money, um, you lose some face, right? If you feel like you're going to embarrass yourself. So fear of failure can also play out if someone's new to a position or they're doing something new in their business or for their family. It is a natural kind of instinct to fear failure, but recognizing when that is the reason that you're procrastinating can be really powerful to start processing why am I so scared of failing? What do I think I'm going to fail at? Fail at? Number four is waiting for a deadline. And we talked about this with those teenage boys, right? Or teenagers in general, I think. Some people just respond better to a deadline and need that little bit of pressure. And so the trick here is to think about how can you put that deadline on yourself and, and kind of set yourself up for success? Because the stressor here is some kind of emergency comes up. You've waited to the last minute because you know that you are going to be more focused if you have that deadline of quickly approaching. But I feel like whenever those situations happen, inevitably something comes up and distracts you from what you need to be working on and then you end up being late. So there's nothing wrong with needing that deadline or pressure, but there's definitely needs to be some strategies around managing that. Number five is task aversion. You just don't like it. And I think this is so true in all aspects of our lives and for everybody, right? You're procrastinating doing the dishes because you just don't like it. And so there's all kinds of ways where this can manifest and this can show up and often get really blown out of proportion. Uh, you know, some of my favorite reels or TikToks are videos where, you know, it's like that clapping audio because a person sent, you know, it took two weeks to send an email that took them five minutes to write. Right. So this is where you're finding those opportunities to skip things around on your to-do list because you just don't want to do the thing. And the last reason I talk about is perfectionism. And this is closely tied to fear of failure. I just kind of that cousin of fear of failure where you are tweaking and, and constantly reiterating and adjusting whatever you're working on instead of launching it into the world, or, or you're scared that it's not going to be perfect. So why bother starting, right? You don't, you're waiting till you have all of the right information, or you think you have all of the right knowledge or resources in order to work on something because it needs to be quote unquote perfect in order for it to go out when again, something is better than nothing. And we're looking for progress rather than perfection, especially if you're an entrepreneur and really trying to grow your business, you need to put stuff out there that's not going to be quote unquote perfect and trust that you're going to get better. So again, the six reasons 
that I talk about for procrastinating are abstract goals, indecisiveness, fear of failure, waiting for a deadline, task aversion, and perfectionism. I often encourage people to write these down, you know, put it on a sticky note next to your desk so that you can call attention to when you are falling victim to one of these catches, right? One of these reasons that you're procrastinating and stop yourself in its tracks, right? Call yourself out on it. Sometimes I'll say out loud to myself, like, all right, Chelsea, what's going on, right? Because you want to be able to get to the root of why you're not doing what you need to be doing. It's not necessarily because you're unmotivated and it's certainly not because you're lazy. Sometimes you really got to get to the root of what's going on so that you can identify the best solution to overcoming that. That's what we're going to talk about now. So I have eight how-tos for overcoming procrastination. The first step is to break down tasks. And this goes back to our last episode about uh, writing your to-do list. You want to make sure that whatever is on your to-do list is as actionable as possible. The to-do list item shouldn't be launch a podcast. That is a huge project that is a huge step. It has lots of different pieces. It's not something you can do in 20, 30 minutes. It really needs to be broken down and thought through. And so if you write, start your podcast on your to-do list, of course, you're going to procrastinate that because you don't know where to start. So give yourself a really miniature, small as possible step you can take to start whatever project you're looking to work on and give yourself that momentum to build up so that you can tackle the bigger project and the whole project by doing all of those small steps. Number two is remove distractions. Oh, easier said than done, right? This is, this is where kind of the truth hurts about putting your phone away, putting it um, on airplane mode if that's appropriate for you, or you know, block certain websites, close out your email, whatever you need to do to remove the distractions from your space so that you can focus. When we are procrastinating, it is instinct, it is natural to find pleasure in another activity, right? Procrastination is a response to feeling the pain of doing the task, right? The pain of the task is at right now is too much for the, the kind of pleasure of putting it off, right? So remove those distractions and add something better, right? Maybe this is where you add music or you, you kind of do your work ritual so that you are able to better focus in that moment to start to just kind of put your head down and get to work. The third idea I have here is the called the five minute rule. And there's two approaches to this rule. And you, you may have heard this in, in a variety of forms and I talk about it in a variety of forms. The first way I like to use a five minute rule is to set a timer for five minutes and just start working. Start working on the project, start working on the task and say, I only have to do this for five minutes. Give yourself permission when that timer goes off to stop if you want to stop. Most people though at that point have kind of built up that natural momentum and will keep working on the task, right? So let's say we're talking about exercising, right? It's a really easy example where you say, okay, I'm gonna go for a five minute walk. Really you need to do three miles. We say, you know what, I'm not feeling it, procrastinating it, and 
I don't want to do it. But I said a five minute, I'm going to walk for five minutes. Inevitably, you're going to end up walking more. Maybe it won't be the full three miles, but you're going to get more done than that five minutes because you're already out there and the hardest step is, is already done. The other way I use the five minute rule is to think, think about this concept of momentum is to set a little bit longer of a timer and look at your to-do list and pick a couple of things that will take five minutes or less to complete. So this is where you can kind of maybe set a 20 minute timer and bang out as many of those small tasks as possible. What's nice about this strategy is, again, it, it builds that momentum, right? You're already working, you're already doing stuff. And it also removes some of those smaller tasks that are just kind of cluttering up your to-do list, cluttering up your space, um, cluttering up your brain. So this is responding to a couple emails or tidying up your desk or you know doing all of those things that we kind of do to procrastinate. But the trick here is that you're setting a timer, you're giving yourself parameters and you're building that momentum, right? I always kind of think of a, that a, an object in motion stays in motion, right? So once you've started chunking away at your to-do list, you're inevitably gonna stay moving uh, towards that goal. The fourth is self-care. And so this is fairly obvious too, of, of making sure that you are well-rested, that you are, have had a snack or your water bottle nearby. All of those pieces can just be really easy triggers to take you out of whatever you need to work on, right? If you are thirsty or you feel like you need a snack, right? All of that is just ends up being that distraction and pulls you away from the task you need at hand. Making sure that you have enough sleep. If you're tired, it's just harder to concentrate no matter what, even if you are super motivated. So really just thinking about that holistic self-care. A word of warning here, I know that I procrastinate by snacking. So make sure that just kind of check yourself that if you think that you hungry or you need a snack, that that's not you just being bored and procrastinating um, by going to get a snack. Number five is to make it fun. This is where you set yourself up with a reward at the end of it. Maybe that's you get to go for a walk or you get to watch a 20 minute episode of something, get to read. You know, you, you find, um, a way to reward yourself that's not work-related after you've completed this task. Keeping in mind that the reward should match the task, right? You don't want to let yourself watch an hour of TV for sending a few quick emails, right? So, so being mindful about what that reward task match is. But this was really helpful for me when I was a development officer because I would have to write meeting notes after every single one of the meetings I had. And they were hard for me. They were, you know, kind of tedious and it was hard to kind of capture an hour, two hour long conversation into notes that made sense for another person reading them and provided the right information that could help move that relationship forward. So I really, really didn't like doing them. And I would have to kind of bribe myself, right? Like a little kid, I, I often did them at airports um, when I was traveling. Um, and, or on the airplane because I didn't have the internet. So I removed that distraction, but then I would reward myself by, you know, if I got, you know, three or four of those done, I would get to watch one of the shows that I downloaded on my iPad or something. Right. So it was, it was mo certainly motivating for me to focus on that one thing because I knew that I was going to have a reward at the end. Um, number six is to focus on one thing at a time. And 
this is something that I will actually say out loud to myself if I start to feel a little bit of stress or, or overwhelm because, you know, perhaps I, there's a couple of things that I need to get done that day that are really important. Um, and I'm scared of failing or I don't want to do them or I'm worried I'm not going to do it right. And I have a little bit of perfectionism coming out. I will say, okay, one thing at a time. And I will work through my to-do list and force myself to do the things that I've laid out for the day in the order that I've written them down. And it doesn't, you know, it's a matter. I try not to think strategically about this in terms of, oh, I really should do number four over number one, because to me, I've caught myself enough times to know that I'm only want to do number four before number one is because I know number four is going to be easier. So really focusing on let's do the one thing, cross that out and move on to the next thing. Number seven is a little woo and I'm getting more woo, but, but it is a really interesting exercise that can be helpful um, for in a lot of different circumstances I've found. And that is to visualize. I want you to actually think about what this is going to look like at the end. So again, think about exercise. It's really closing your eyes, thinking about what that run is gonna look like, what's it gonna feel like, where are you running? How is it going to impact your breathing? How is it? How are you, your legs gonna feel at the end of it? How is that the shower at the end of it going to feel, right? Like think through the whole process of running and or whatever workout you choose to do. And it can really be motivating to, to just get out there and do it. And also it has been shown to increase um, and improve performance. You can also do this with work tasks, right? You can think about how that report is, how it's gonna feel when that report is done or when you're delivering the final product to a client, you know, close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths, imagine the conversation that you're going to have with that client or how you're going to present that report and receive their feedback. Think through the whole step, how you want it to, to be at the end. And that will certainly keep you motivated on kind of the why of, of the task that you're working on. Which brings me to my last step, which is identify the why. If you are starting your business or working on growing your business, remembering that why is so important and certainly something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, struggle with. But knowing that I want this business for a specific reason, I want to work this hard because I want these time freedoms, these money freedoms at the end of it can serve as that little bit of extra oomph that you may need on days when you're just a little bit scared of failing or you don't know what to do next for your business to help it grow or you don't know which platform you want to try next to help, you know, set up your, your new course, right? And you're torn between decisions. At the end of the day, you just Thinking about that why can be incredibly motivating and powerful to help you focus uh, on and to overcome whatever you're procrastinating. So the next time you catch yourself procrastinating or you realize that that's what you're doing, I want you to think through these eight ways to overcome it and see which one's going to make sense or which combination of them are going to make sense. So again, the eight ways to overcome procrastination are to break down the task remove distractions, experiment with the five minute rule, have some self-care, 
Maybe go for that walk, re-energize yourself to get back to work. Make it fun by offering yourself a reward. Focus on one thing at a time. Visualize the finished product and identify and remember your why. These are also nice to have handy, you know, somewhere on your desk so that you can, you know, kind of quickly identify and quickly capture what you want to work on or, or how you can overcome those moments and review that options so that you have one or two that will be a really good fit for you that day. But again, I just want to go back to say that I don't think procrastination is a bad word. I think it happens to everybody. It's totally normal. It doesn't make you lazy or a bad person or a bad business owner. It is probably telling you something. It is information that you need to evaluate what you're doing and come up with the best approach for you. If you have any questions about that, if any of this resonated with you, please don't hesitate to send me a DM at Chelsea and coaching on Instagram. I love to talk through procrastination and, you know, any different strategies or approaches that you've taken um, can be certainly really helpful for the rest of the listeners. I also want to take this moment to just remind you about the group coaching program that I'm going to be setting up. It's starting Uh, In September, the doors will open in August. You'll be hearing a lot more about it very soon on my Instagram. But this is a group coaching program that's set up as a cohort model. And so what that means is that each week, the group will review a lesson, we'll do some exercises, and then we'll talk about it as a group. It's a really great opportunity to have that accountability and that support you need along the way by also making sure that you're getting all of the information that you need and really sticking to it, right? Because I know that I am definitely a course junkie, someone who buys those bundles online and thinks I'm going to do all of those courses and there's just not enough time, right? So this is not just a course, we do it together as a group and it's perfect for people who are feeling overwhelmed, who need more control over their day and their time and want to do it with that accountability and support. So if you want more information on that, please check out my website, Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-Y, newmeyer.com, or visit me on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Thanks so much. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Talk to you soon.